This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Hello and welcome back to the You Up podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. Um, Jordana, happy new year. Happy new year, Jared. Happy, I, I can't believe it's 2023. It's crazy. What a year. Even, what a year. I mean, I mean, what a pleasure that this comes out. I know if you're a subscriber, it comes out on you know new year's eve and if you're listening then thank you for being a subscriber to you up with benefits but if you're listening to this on your like walk on new year's day and you're thinking about your resolutions and how you want to do the new year i want to thank you for listening and being a part of this podcast i think this is the perfect podcast to send to someone who's like i want to get my dating in check i want to get my you know my relationships in check or i just want to laugh and have a good time like this is a good gift to kind of give to someone. Do you have, do you do a new year's resolution? I'm a resolution. I like resolution. I'm a resolution gal. I also like to um, reflect on the year behind me. What do you think is the, we'll get into resolution. What do you think is the, your best memory of 2022? Ooh. Um, your peak, peak 2022. I, well, taping the special was I, like, that was quite of a, a nice night and such like a, familial like did we even talk about it here yet or no i think we we recorded our benefits episode like right after right so it's, if you if you're on if you're a benefits subscriber you've heard us do the the rundown but if not um such an amazing show ama- incredible energy you killed both shows Thank and you. like i mean the special is not out yet but hope you know you guys well, are going to get to see it right and, you know but it, i i think it was my favorite memory because it's like it was like a culmination of so many things. It was like, you know, you guys, Sammy, Aileen, and you with our relationship. Do you know what I mean? Like it felt yeah. like a, a, and then it's like. You've come so far as friends, as co- as as partners in, in this endeavor. All these things. And that was nice. It felt like a warm hug, that whole experience. So, and then my parents were there and they were like out of their minds and like kind of the stars of the night. Like my mom's walking around in a pink puffer jacket, like a human highlighter, just like when everyone wanted to talk to her and, and my dad just cracking jokes left and right and being himself. And it was just like, what a, what a and then knowing like I'm hard on myself with stand up. Like I, I am purposely hard on myself because stand up is is very difficult and it's a slow process and you can't just jump on stage and be good. You have to practice nightly and do it all the time. And sometimes I walk away from shows being like, oh, I should have done it this way. I should have prepared more. And I didn't have any of those feelings. I just felt good. It felt like a good meal. So that was probably my highlight of 2022. How about you? Great season finale of the year. Right. Yeah. That kind of how it felt. Totally. And that was an amazing show. I'm so glad we got to be part of it. I don't know. I think about this year. I think about a few different points. I took some great trips. Right. Some big, great trips. All, I think, um, really helped me appreciate the life I have now. 
I think it was just a, uh, it's my, my first year you're married. I had a great time just like living, I think a lot, not, not all of the time, but for the most part, like in the moment, enjoying the life I have now trying to focus on like the great things that are happening in my life at this very moment. I loved our you up show are especially the one at the palladium in New York. That was great. Fantastic. Career wise started a new show with my sister. Great year overall. Um, and yeah, and doing this show every week, just always a highlight. Always a blast. Always good catching up. What are you going to do for New Year's Eve? We are going to Mike's friends in um, the Hamptons. So we're doing a weekend at their place. That is a great New Year's Eve plan. I think the trip to a place is always a great idea. Like yeah. the the cabin mentality. Let's all shack up. Everyone gets a room. Hot cocoa, get a little drunk in our PJs. I think yeah, that's a cozy. fun idea. And the Hamptons aren't that far, so it's nice. Right. To just, you know, trip, but not like, again, I'm recording this the day after I get back from Australia. So I could use a <laughs> a little bit of a, of a low-key trip. Right. No, I get it. Um, and you're going to be in San Diego, right? I'll be in San Diego if you're there. Um, if you came to the shows, thank you. It's a little weird as a stand-up on New Year's. Like, you kind of feel like you're the thing getting people to the countdown. It's a lot of pressure. I remember the pressure used to be now not as much. I used to do stand up in the city on New Year's if I was here and I would host the show a lot. So I would be tasked with counting down the new year. And I was all and like especially like I always felt not confident enough to do that job. Like I like I was on stage like Okay, everybody, here we go. And I kept thinking, like, if I was in the crowd, I'd look at me being like, I can't believe this fucking dude is counting down my new year. Like, I right. I always, I always felt weird about it. I was like, no, put on fucking Ryan Seacrest. Let them do it from on TV. I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to. Like, who do I think I am counting in some person from Westchester's new year? I'm sure they're going to. I mean, I think that that's why they're there. Right. No, right? I know. I had They're to get over game. that. Yeah. But I, I now, you know, San Diego, I'm sure they have some sort of plan. You know, what they do with comedy clubs is like pay all in and you get champagne toast. You know, like Ooh. that's a, a yeah. And I, a comedy show is a good night for someone that like wants to be able to like not be standing at a bar the whole night. Like there's age right. groups for these things. And now you're going to be on stage. You don't have to be like making out with someone at midnight. Well, what I, I mean, if you've been a You're long like, I, time, I pick one person from the crowd, <laughs> you, but I'm married. I've made my choice. <laughs> it's part of the show. It's Get part of here. the show. Get on up here. Um, no, well, if, if you've been a long time listener of this show, I, I reference this every year. There is nothing worse than being single on the countdown. And I have spent more years than not sitting on a toilet, counting down the new year. But here's the thing. Not necessarily true that there's nothing worse because like it's the kind of thing, though, if you're at a party yeah. and you meet someone, let's say you meet someone at like 930. Right. You're heading yeah. it off. You're, what a great time to make a move. You're feeling the vibe. Like, that's like the that's the New Year's that every single person, like at least every single woman, or at least me as a single person, <laughs> would like, that's like, that's the dream. 
Right. I, I guess I party. <laughs> you see the like the guy. You're having a great time. Is he gonna make a move? Is he yeah. into me? Is he not? It's New Year's. We're standing next to each other. Bam. That's it's, like fucking movie. Can right I just there. say from the guy's point of view that would oh, be wow. like I would be like I, I, I would just said, be help in- at part palpitations just thinking about how exciting that would be. Well, I'm happy to hear that from you because as a guy from the other side, I would be like, what am I, the cheesy fucking nerd who does their first kiss at midnight? I would be so in my head. I, I don't know. I would be like, oh, they're going to think I'm such a loser. Three, two, one. Oh, my God. No. Lay one dream. on me. <laughs> is it? It's the dream. Yeah. Oh. No, that would be so cool. I mean, New Year's is cheesy. Counting counting down to midnight is cheesy. Everyone does right. it. There's You're right. times it's okay to like embrace that like to me that's like pinnacle and it obviously doesn't happen every year but like that's like the new year's fairy tale i agree I, listen you've changed my mind i maybe listen if someone's in San, maybe this happened for me in san diego who knows yeah. what it, we don't know i i no. i are you I, on stage at midnight n- i don't think no i i think like the show will be over and i'll then be great yeah you go out start go like, out. everyone who's single that night is like Every at least every woman who's single is like thinking about like that moment and just mm. hoping to meet, you know, to meet that guy. I'm just thinking of all those years that I would be somewhere and like it'd be a minute away and I'd be standing with someone being like, oh, hey, I got to go. And then I would go to a, to- a bathroom and I would and they're like, where's Jared? Like wondering maybe the kiss would come that night. And I'm Aww. sitting on a toilet going ten, nine. <laughs> You were talking to girls that night and then didn't... I don't know. I'm just trying to think back. I I mean, I was in a relationship, so like that, you know, I wasn't in the toilet then. But whenever I've been single, I've kind of avoided that moment. Like the weirdest is like, it's go three, two, one, then you're hugging some dude that you just happen to be at the same party with. Like that's always weird to me. You do that with your friends. Yeah. But I'm saying like... Hey, guys do that. Hey. If you're having like any kind of flirty conversation with a woman, that's exactly what she wants from you. Okay. At midnight. That is like literally the dream. I'll update you. I'll figure. We'll 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 please check do. back in and then I, take a picture while it's happening. <laughs> I'll take a video. Look, I'm yes. gonna. Hey, Jordana, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do go it. for it. And then do it. She'll be like, "Are you taping this?" I'll be like, "No, <laughs> no." <laughs> I had to send it to my co-host. I'm sorry. <laughs> co-host of what? I thought you were an accountant. Yeah. <laughs> You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims, and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best-fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting, and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at 
skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows. Nothing gives me naked confidence like really nailing a tough workout. There's a real sense of power that comes from pushing your body to its limits and conquering it like a champ. But a very close second, Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's the game-changing whole body deodorant for those who love feeling confident from head to toe. And you up listeners can now receive a special offer. New customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code and link. Use code UUP at LumiDeodorant.com. L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Making sure that I smell good is like one of my top things to feel confident. If I'm scared that I might be like having an odor, that is going to totally throw off my confidence. So I love Lumi so I can feel confident that I'm smelling fresh every day. Lumi is seriously safe to use anywhere on your body. Yes, anywhere. It's baking soda-free, paraben-free, and pH-balanced for safe use below the belt. Lumi is formulated and powered by mandelic acid to stop odor before it starts. More like a pre-odorant. It's clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to 72 hours. Choose from a variety of bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for our listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code UUP for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code UUP at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. If you're like me and shudder at the thought of low-rise jeans and pluck-thin eyebrows making a comeback, you're a millennial. And if you're a millennial, it's time to add Clarins Multi-Active Cream to your daily routine. I have to tell you, I'm a huge Clarins fan. I've been using them for years. I love, love, love them. They are such high quality. They're like a legacy brand. My skin always looks better whenever I'm using Clarins products. And it's no different with the Clarins Multi-Active Cream. You've been adulting for a while, so the daily stress of just trying to keep your life together can cause stress aging. Yes, that's a thing. The good news, Europe's number one skincare line has a solution you can trust. Rooted in nature and innovated with science, Clarins has a long legacy of creating industry-first, plant-forward products. Using a skin charger complex made of 2% niacinamide and C. holly bio-extract, Clarins Multi-Active Cream has been clinically proven to target the first visible signs of aging by smoothing lines and wrinkles, refining pores, evening tone and texture, and strengthening the skin's moisture barrier. While Multi-Active Cream can't bring back the golden age of boy bands, it can de-stress your skin. Go to Clarins.com slash UUP and get Multi-Active Day and Night Cream for 10% off, a free welcome gift, plus free shipping on your first order. That's C-L-A-R-I-N-S dot com slash UUP with promo code UUP, Clarins.com slash UUP with promo code UUP. What's your New Year's resolution? Um, the same as it is always here. To, uh, to, to find love. To find Sorry. love. <laughs> <laughs> to lose 10 pounds. Um, I don't, you know, my resolution is always like organizational. I want to like, I want to. I'm with you. Right? I want to like do be better at organizing my life. And I do think part of the resolution is to be more like, um, I guess thoughtful. And also I think here's my resolution. Okay. Is to let go of trying to people, please. I'm a people pleaser. I don't know if you know that Jordana. I feel like I, I could see that. It's funny because you wouldn't think of that about you necessarily. Mm. Like, because I think you're, cla- if you think of a classic people pleaser, you're thinking of someone who's just like 
I don't know. Overly nice. Oh, yeah, overly nice, like overly like um, like d- deferential, like just gonna you know gonna do the thing that they don't want to do just because like it. But I I feel like I could see that about you in a different way, especially I would say I assume you're thinking about when it comes to to dating. Right. Yeah. Definitely with dating. Right. Where you're kind of like telling the person what they maybe like want to hear. Right. To to avoid like hurting them. Absolutely. I think that's mm-hmm. totally where I am. And it's like a bad quality that I'd like to be better at. And it's I not a, it's not it's a, a well-intentioned mean, quality. I know. Quality. but it, And it always, I come to the point of realizing that sending the text is better than not sending the text. And saying things on your mm-hmm. mind is always better than not saying things on your mind. And I think that's my, where I stand. And that's probably my biggest problem with like relationships and dating. I think that's a great resolution because I think it also comes with understanding that like the person will get over it. Right. We're all fine. We're all Darwinism. We're all surviving and doing well. And, and you know, there's, there's ego to that too. On my end, there's, there's, you know, delusions on my end to that. And I am aware of that. So if you're aware, you have to make a change. So I think that's part of it. I like what that. is it. What's your resolution? My resolution is to fully enjoy the life that I have now. Love it. And not always be trying to think that the next thing is going to make me happier. But to realize that life is very good right now and to just feel that and be in that and not always be thinking something is missing. I think that's a great resolution and I it's got to be hard to do that for you. I would understand mm-hmm. that. Like you're a young CEO. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I like it's not like I I don't know, you own a, an amazing company. Yeah. You like have the ability of time and the ability to do things that maybe you I think it would be hard for me, I'll speak for myself and maybe maybe sure. you um to like think that like I deserve to do these things. Like maybe I thought these would happen at 50 or you know what I mean like right. taking the trip or doing the thing but you've put together such a amazing career that like you can enjoy the 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 spoils of time and trips and even the intangible things. Yeah. I think that's a that's kind of what I'm trying to do. Just, you know, I I consider myself very lucky and life is very good. And, you know, it might not always be very good. I think that's the thing. People are always like, I think most people are always like, life will be good when I get this or when I get to this next phase. Or, you know, when I was single, it was like, life will be good when I get a boyfriend. And then life will be good when I get engaged. And life will be good when I get married. And now it's like a lot of this year was, and it'll be good, you know, when when I have a kid. But like, when you take a step back, you're kind of like, life is very good and it might, it might get worse. So right. <laughs> let's try. it might, it might, I don't know. It might get better. It might get worse. But like right, right now, if I things look at are it, good. things are good. And I think, um, we don't spend enough time thinking about what, you know, all the things we do have and all the things that are going well. And it, that goes for the listeners too. And I think I, you know, I get it. I think it's a millennial thought, too. Like, I think there's a lot of people that would connect to that. Like, I was talking with a friend the other day um, uh, just about how millennials' uh, kind of biggest fear is being stuck. 
Yeah. So they don't do anything. And I think like when people talk about like, oh, it's so hard to own a home as a millennial, we often, and, and everyone blames like mortgage rates and, you know, the the economy, economic sources, but we do have to take some of the blame as a generation where it's like, yeah, we don't want to be in 30-year mortgages without the chance of leaving somewhere a lot of times. Yeah. So this is what you are what kind of you're talking about is is a version of like enjoy the moment, the, enjoy the 30-year mortgage, you know, like enjoy you know, this isn't stuck, this is in, you know, a good spot that you're in. Right. Yeah, and that's the that's my goal and it's obviously always it's always that's never like a feeling that's permanent in either way, you know, everyone mm-hmm. always you can't be like that all the time because like you, then you wouldn't really want to go anywhere um, or <laughs> you would never make any like, changes. Right. And life is about does feel about moving forward or, or making changes or improvement. But I think there's time and a place for that. And if you can like most of the time feel gratitude and um, appreciation for everything that's going well, I think that'll make life a lot better. And it's funny because I travel a lot. And you see people who you would think, you would think, would, you know, are a lot worse off. They're 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 in these countries, or they're like, um, you know, they're they're poorer, or they have jobs that are hard and really like like require a lot of labor, or, you know, just have it so much worse off in ways that we would traditionally think of. And they're a lot of them are so happy, right. Right. And you're just kind of like, it's not really about that. Right. There must not be about that. Cause if it was, those people wouldn't be this happy. They're all right. like, a lot of them are very, very happy. Right. So it does make you think. Absolutely. And I think it's a good way to go into the new year. Like, for sure. Let's enjoy. Yes. Enjoy. And be grateful. Be happy. All that good happy stuff. Happy. And, right. and listen, if you want happiness, you should go listen to Oversharing. I'm a big fan of the podcast. You and your sister, you have a zen quality to you too. To us together. Yes, it yeah. is. It is very zen. I, you know, and it, it just matches with my Tuesday very well. I, I enjoy great. listening. Yeah, I love that. Thank you. Um, and, and what do you got going on? I'm gonna be in Houston, Dallas, uh, Toronto, Vegas, Perrysburg, Ohio, Vancouver, Irvine. Indianapolis, Oklahoma City, and then it's coming, I think, a week from today, it will be released that I am going to Europe. Amazing. So if you're out Europe there- does, Europe doesn't even know it's going to hit them. They have no idea. Oh, my God. The 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 phantom of farts is coming to town. <laughs> uh, They're like, don't give that guy a visa. (laughs) Said he's going to come and fart all over our country. Oh, I'm coming. Uh, (laughs) Dublin, London, Copenhagen, Oslo, Amsterdam, Berlin. That's where I'm coming. Um, It'll be at my website, jaredfree.com, next week because you got to wait to like release all that stuff. And I'm super pumped to go to Europe. I love it. You're going to have the best time. Just stay away from France. Bra. <laughs> I'm done with the South of Summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul. 
without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I'm wearing a Quince sweater literally right now. They make the best cashmere sweaters and they're so well-priced. It's like, honestly, my dream store. I also have an amazing down comforter from them. They cut out the middleman and they really just give you these really, really high quality items that last a long time and that they're at an amazing price point. Quince has amazing items like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash UUP for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash UUP to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash UUP. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. All right, what are we talking about today? All right, let's talk about. I'll read the email. Ready? Okay. We got a bunch Go. of texts. We got the we got the receipts. We got the screenshots. Okay. Hello, Jared and Jordan. I love the pod. Thank you. We're all great. I'm going to get right to it. I have been seeing a guy for a little over a month, and things were going really well. Good chemistry. We have fun together. And from what I've seen, I want to continue dating him to see where this go where this thing goes. But last week we had a roadblock caused by several miscommunications via text. And I wanted to write in to get your thoughts on the situation. For a little bit of context, I'm 31 and he's 28. He just bought a house and moved into it last week. He works two jobs and he has a lot of family stuff going on that we have yet to really dive into. It's only been a month, so I don't really know what all of those dynamics are. On Tuesday of last week, we were texting as usual. And before the conversation ended, he invited me to hang out that Saturday with no solid time or plan. And then he invited me to his holiday Christmas party the next Friday. Ooh. Mm. Conversation was light and fun, so I responded. Um, okay, let's do the, let's read the texts. Okay. She, she does this thing where she like writes out the text, but I think it's easier if we just read the text. I agree. You be her, I'll be him. Yes. I am helping a friend move on Saturday afternoon, but I could come down after. Around dinner time? So much fucking moving. LOL. <laughs> so aggressive what is wrong with all of us people upside down smiley face oh i may or may not have signed you up for my work christmas dinner next friday 
Oh, sorry. I got another hot date next Friday. JK, I'm free. I would love to come. Okay. <laughs> so that's the first text. Okay. She said, and the conversation ended there. The next day, communication was pretty normal. And then on Thursday, I invited him to come to a Christmas event where I work and then to a trivia with some of my friends, but I got no response. These people have a lot of activities. Right. But it's December. <laughs> but I assumed he had a lot going on that day and I didn't want to read too much into it. Waited to reach out on Friday until after work and sent him a check-in text. He responded and told me he was hanging out with a buddy that night. And then I asked if he still wanted to hang out on Saturday and got no response. It's so, it's so weird to me that like this person's getting no response. If I don't respond to a text that I get, especially one that's asking me to do something, I would just, I feel like I would have so much anxiety. I wouldn't just be like, oh, not answering. Right. To not answer is like a wild on purpose, like, yeah. It's it, it is on purpose, and and I've not answered texts. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I think we've all missed the text yeah, and been like, oh text. shit, yeah. Uh, I got to come back to this. But it's weird to be having a conversation one day, and then the minute you put someone to task, is the minute they, oh, I, I've disappeared. So there's a reason for everything, and I think that I believe that with texting. Agreed. When Saturday rolled around, I waited to see if he would respond to my text, but it got to be 5 p.m., so I made plans to hang out with a few friends for a birthday. I assumed things for him were starting to fizzle out, and I was pretty frustrated that when I tried to make concrete plans to see him, I got no response, so I sent him the following text. Hey, I went ahead and made other plans for tonight. I feel like things are kind of slowing down here. I could absolutely be misreading that. I know you said you, you have had a crazy busy week. I'd still like to hang out in the next few days, but I'm going to put the ball in your court to reach out and initiate and make a plan if you want to. Hope you had fun with your friend last night. Okay. Um, okay. And then, again, no response for over a day. So cut to Sunday night, and he responds with a really long text. Um, screenshot attached. Okay. So why don't... I'll it's read funny it. that she like describes the text, but then sends the text. Like I'm going right. to skip her paragraph describing it and just <laughs> let you read it. Okay, I'll read it. Hey, I actually had some family things come up this weekend, and my dad was in the hospital. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry that made us burst into laughter. Well, it, it is funny to like use. Is the dad in the hospital a big deal or isn't it a big deal? Right. You, you know, it's almost like he started with his get the fuck Any, away from me anyway. sentence. Yeah. And then he got to his I'm going to communicate sentence anyway. <laughs> hey, um, my dad exploded into a million pieces yesterday. Anywho. Uh, <laughs> Regardless. Yeah, uh, right. Here's my issue. Right. So it's like that's why I don't buy it. You know, like it, that is him taking a flame and warding you away. And now he's coming in with anyway. I've been pretty, pretty occupied with that over the weekend. I'm going to be honest. I'm not sure if we're dropping a subtle hint or actually joking when you said you had another date, which is totally fine. But that's my cue to back off. And it very much threw me off. I'm pretty happy with myself and a very independent person. That being said, I think you take I think you take perceive infrequent contact like I'm not interested. That's not the case. I just think we have different definitions of independent. I've been very transparent about working two jobs, buying a house, now uh, now making it livable, taking care of a dog, staying active 
and maintaining that is the longest list of excuses. <laughs> excuses. Like it's exactly what I said. Right. One excuse if you if you're like five excuses, they're all lies. Right. Buying a house, making it livable, breathing fresh air, walking <laughs> outside, my food, digesting my food, food, eating, chewing food, <laughs> talking to friends. Looking at a book, going on Twitter, going on Instagram, looking at Instagram <laughs> stories, looking at TikToks, going to my friend's house, uh, putting on my shoes, putting on my pants, doing my laundry, <laughs> drinking water. <laughs> like the list that he gave. <laughs> Staying active is making my bed. Staying active. That's crazy. (laughs) Waking up, hitting the snooze button, uh, (laughs) avoiding calls from my mom, going out, having one drink, saying maybe I'll have another drink, then not having that drink, going to bed early, watching TV. Like it is. (laughs) A lot. It's a lot. And then he writes, I'm through with how... I'm thorough. I'm thorough, sorry. I'm thorough with how I prioritize my time. And sometimes I have other obligations. (laughs) Like staying fit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not walking in your shoes, nor you mine. But I do think I've been pretty transparent about where my energy and time is spent. I'm going to read the rest of this so we can finish it. Okay. Sorry to hear about your dad. That was felt like that was like four years ago. Sorry to hear about your dad. That's got to be really hard. It does sound like I misread things, which I can absolutely admit. I was totally joking about another date. I'm really sorry if that joke didn't land or made you think I was seeing other people. And hearing you say that threw you off uh, makes sense as to why communication kind of dropped off more than I was expecting. Sounds like we had some major miscommunications and assumptions. Do you want to jump on a call real quick? I really hope everything with your dad is okay. My anxiety is also making me maybe overthink my response just now. And if the other date you mentioned is about when you asked me to go to your office party and I joked about having another date, that was absolutely a joke. When I say I texted you yesterday saying I made other plans, I just went to dinner and drinks with a few friends or my friend's birthday. I also want to be extra clear. I like you and I want to talk through this. Just let me know what you'd like to do. So in her email to us, she said, I felt pretty bad about his dad making a joke that seemed to strike a nerve with him at the same time with the information I had. I think it's understandable to read the situation as I did. I don't think I was overly critical in any communications and left the door open to both clarify and continue hanging out if he was interested. So anyway, after these texts, he didn't respond for a while. So I sent him another text because I was probably overthinking the whole joke about the other date thing. I read that also. Right. Um, She tried to clarify that she was joking and when he asked her to come to the holiday party and then said the other plans i made on saturday were for friend's birthday and not another date she finally concluded which i already read i like you and i want to talk through this just let me know what you'd like to do so right (laughs) sorry i'm sorry i was i'm all over the place reading this she tends to send the screenshots and then and then rewrite out (laughs) right It's it's a very confusing email to read yeah okay it's now monday early afternoon and i haven't gotten a response but he's at work, so I'm not expecting him to get back to me until tonight at this point, if at all. We have never had a conversation about communication because it's been really fine up until this point, and it's only been a month. Jordana, how would you read the situation, and do you think my text putting the ball on his court was appropriate? How might you have responded to his novel of a text? I'm kind of turned off by the fact that he didn't communicate what was going on with him, but I also wonder if it's too early to expect that. 
He did consistently say that his week was crazy busy, but not getting a response to, to questions about plans feels disrespectful to my time. But I, but knowing he had family stuff going on in the background makes me second guess that instinct. Jared, how do you read all of this? I think he's making some excuses and is being defensive because he feels bad. But again, his family stuff makes me rethink that. Give it to me straight. Am I being too needy with communication? And I'll, any and all thoughts, insight, advice for how to handle this differently are appreciated. Sorry, sorry, this was long AF. Thanks, miscommunication. Wow. This person is really overanalyzing the situation. Yeah, well, the guy kind of put her in that position, though. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he is definitely like kind of making her feel kind of it's almost like gaslighting that she's like, oh, am I crazy for asking for like, was this text too strong? Was I like, it's like, no, her text, her first text, especially completely normal. Right. Oh, like that was I thought that was a great text. Which one? I'm so all over. the. So the text, the text where she's basically like I the text where she says. I feel like things are fading. I'm not really right. sure if you're into this. I'd still like to hang out. I'm going to put the ball in your court. If you'd like to hang out, let me know, essentially. Right. If I if I, if I were to, like, rewrite that text, I guess I, I, I guess I'm okay with the, the ball in your court. But at this point, he's not even on the court with her. Like... He didn't answer her. He right. wasn't playing with her. He wasn't negotiating with her. Here's the thing. They're a month in, and she goes... And she makes a joke that is like such a joke. It's so clear it's a joke. She says, just kidding. Right. And now he uses that against her. And that's where it gets gaslighty. So that's where this whole thing with the family and the two jobs and I got to put on my pants in the morning. I got to stay fit. That's where this all it kind of like loses it for me. If he had, the thing is, she goes, we're having great texting. We have normal texting. And all of a sudden it's not normal. That means someone wanted it to be not normal. So I don't buy a word this guy says. Maybe the dad's in the hospital, but I don't really give a fuck. Um, And I think that's not her problem either. It's sad, but it's not her problem. That's not an excuse. You know, if someone, if I was seeing someone, I was like, hey, what are you doing this Saturday? And then I was like, hey, I'm going to leave the ball in your court because I feel like I'm not getting a lot of communication. Then they were like, dad's sick. I'd be like, well, if you were working with me, you would have been and cared about, you would have said that. Hey, I, I'm sorry. This is not really the time for me. Dad's sick. I'll get back to you. He didn't do that. This is all convenient. Every explain explanation he has is seven minutes after it should have come. In natural timing, it would have been, hey, what are you doing tonight? And he would have gone, hey, I'm with friends. Also, like, my dad he is sick. You know, he takes no responsibility for any of that. He's no. just like, my dad is sick. That's why I wasn't answering. Not like, right. hey, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry I haven't been answering. I'm sorry I haven't done that. I should. I probably should have said this earlier. Even even if all those excuses, the 17 excuses were true, he doesn't say them until she's confronting him and then makes her feel like an asshole for even asking. That's the biggest I know part. You're, here's your definition of independent. My right. definition of independent is that I don't ever have to ever answer you if I'm somewhat busy. Right. And And... It, it, what you said before is totally when she asks for it, he doesn't answer, and then he answers on his own time. So he's in the, in the he's really in the the best seat you could be in. He collects all the information, and then he creates an excuse that makes him look the best, right? And without being a dick, and now he gets his like way. He I, to me, it sounds like a guy who doesn't want to be in this, and. 
he's looking for ways to get out of it while not being the bad guy. And I think this is like where it comes to ego and I kind of understand where he's coming from. I'm not saying it's right, but the idea of like you've let this get you've tried to not be the bad guy for so long that you have to like kind Continue of find that. a well, then you find a way to make them the bad guy so that you're not the bad guy. Like someone's got to be the bad guy. And it feels like he's doing that to her, which isn't fair and is really mean and gaslighty. But that's yeah. kind of what it seems like. No, I agree. I think this is like a complete dick move. Because yeah, now a, she's like, and he's clearly can tell from her text that she's now spiraling into thinking, overthinking that this is her fault by like, I really shouldn't have said that thing about like the the other day. Like, oh, and now she's like beating herself up and he sees that and he's letting her do it. Even though, like you said, it really doesn't have anything to do. I really would be shocked if it had anything to really do with that. Right. <laughs> well, I would, I would say this. The only empathy I can give to him is that maybe the dad is sick which might be the case. And because of that, he's convinced himself that anyone trying to get involved with his life, he has the right to be mean to. But that's the only way that I can understand why he's doing this. Yeah. I think regardless, We're, she should run because... I'll give her... I, I will say this, though. The balls in your court text, I would have made a different move if I were What would her. you have said? Um... She tries to make a plan. Hey, um, I went ahead and made other other plans for tonight. So then I think she kind of like sidestepped. Hey, I'm angry. Like, and I think it's okay. You're a month in with someone, but that's the only person you're texting with. It's okay to get annoyed at them and this can work out still. But she never really says like, like, hey, I went ahead and made other plans for tonight. I'm annoyed that you've ignored me. And if then he could have written back, Oh, I had uh, family things come up this weekend. And it, I, I think they're like avoiding the conversation that she she kind of holds his hand into o avoiding this conversation, in my opinion. If she had just gotten a little bit, and I this is all Monday morning quarterback. This is all like right. mood at well, this point. But I, I do think saying like, just simply, I'm annoyed you didn't, you didn't answer my text to make a plan. What the fuck? Well, I think if she did that, this guy would have made her feel like even more of an asshole. He'd be like, sorry, I didn't answer. My dad was in the hospital. Like, I think like he like she was almost like. I think like I think that would have worked out really badly for her in this situation. And then she would have felt worse about herself for like letting him know how angry she was because he, he sounds like kind of a shitty person and would have been right. like, oh, like you're like, I'm sorry I didn't answer your text while my father was sick. Like, right. She did I, say it in a nice, she did say it in a very like nice way, which I thought I like the attitude of the text because it was basically like, here's what I'm feeling. I'm communicating what I'm feeling. I'm not like yelling at you, but also like, if you want to see me, like make it happen. Right. I guess I'm saying this from the perspective of already seeing how he's responded. So I guess that's right. why I'm like, I, I kind of know that he's a dick anyways. So like, you might as well just get mad at him. I don't know. I, I guess bringing out the the joke as like another weapon to defend yourself like just shows me he's bullshitting. Yeah, but he sucks. I don't like him. Yeah, uh, this is a tough look for him because it's uh, like make it about the well, it's like make it about the dad or make it about the text. Don't make it right. about both and then make her feel like, oh, she's the one who fucked up by right, saying she's that not joke, which she immediately followed up with. This is a joke. 
Also, if someone couldn't get over that joke, they I don't want to be like, date. I don't really, and I wouldn't want to date them. If right, you made one little joke, <laughs> like if you made one little joke like that and they were like, oh my God, they like, uh, you know, I'm, that's my cue to back off. Right, right. No, that's that's bizarre. It's and I think it's convenient. It's just convenient. This is he is pulling at the strings that make him not the bad guy. He's going, oh, let me grab, you know, this joke that didn't land. Let me grab my dad's in the hospital. Let me grab all these things. Yeah. Digestion. Let me grab. Oh, I had a little fart today. Got to do that. And then I'll make it so that all these things equal get the fuck away from me. So, yeah, I'm with you. Run away from this dude. He sucks. You could do better. And I feel bad that she went on this like long text tirade, like trying to like convince him or, or like almost like overly like apologizing for like something where she didn't do anything wrong. And I think that that's why women don't send those texts because they're like, oh, like those texts that she said and i understand it wasn't perfect but those texts of like i'm upset because then they get ones back that make them second guess themselves and think that they're they're the ones who are being like clingy or annoying or like or have the wrong definition of like independent right tries to put it on her which was another annoying thing he did where it's like independent to you means me answering your texts independent to me means having a life where i can digest my food independently (laughs) i would say this here's a good method and i try to use this in my own life and it might help other people and i've mentioned it here before imagine him explaining what you're doing to his friends and him being annoyed while explaining it so imagine him going to his friends being like can you believe this fucking chick wants to come to my holiday party and then she wants to fucking make plans for saturday night and then she's like hey you didn't answer me and like my dad is sick like his friends would be like did you tell her your dad's sick and they go well no and then they go well it doesn't sound annoying at all so like whenever you put it in that way it becomes easier to not to like own kind of that you're not the crazy one i think because i do that a lot okay well that's that's a good that's a good uh Mental exercise. Right. Play it out. I, I, I yeah. try to do that. You play it out. What what am I doing right now? Imagine them explaining it to their friends while annoyed. And what would their reasonable friends look at them and say? They'd say, this guy's a fucking crazy person. Right. And also, do I want to date someone who I can't express like a disappointment with and they would respond in a way that made me feel better, not worse? Right. Or tried to make me tried to make me feel validated and better and good. I don't know. Totally agree. Well, we solved dating again. We did it. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I wish everyone the best. A healthy New Year. And uh, we'll be back on Wednesday. Bye. The You Up podcast is produced by Sean Kilby, Maddie Paul, and Jorge Morales-Pico. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Maddie Paul. Be sure to follow at you.up.podcast on Instagram and send us your emails to uup at betches.com.
Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back, bringing us another scandalous and sexy season. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. In season three, longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy odds and expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Betches.